0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Big Biz Podcast. I'm your host Bharat, and today I'm talking to Ashutosh Agarwal, someone who has spent a decade in various roles in private equity and management consulting. Currently, as the director at 3i Group, a PE fund, he is managing assets worth $500 million in the infrastructure sector in India. He's also an active angel investor, and I'm super pumped to pick his brains on deal making, investing in India his love for new age brands and lots of tips for founders and budding entrepreneurs out there who are looking to raise funds for the startup. Thanks for sitting down with us, Ashtosh. Uh,
1: thanks, Bharat. Thanks for the invite. Uh, I look forward to kind of having a discussion. Uh, I'm, you as an entrepreneur have kind of managed to build a brand uh, and I appreciate uh, you calling me here.
0: Awesome. That's great. So first things first, interesting about yourself that most people don't know
1: okay that's a, that's an odd one um, but my my uh, my grandparents on from both sides they have been pretty religious and as such i have kind of got that thing uh, in me as well apart from uh, from the science from my education qualifications so the, so, okay. the, so uh, like i i know a couple of scriptures by heart so including like bhagavad gita etc so that's oh my, really <laughs> Yeah, so so that because wow. of my upbringing, uh, yeah, okay. but that that I don't think so many people know about.
0: Okay, okay. Where were you born?
1: I was born in uh, Pilani, that's okay. where my uh, paternal grandfather's parents lived. But I've stayed all my life in uh, Mumbai. So all schooling, etc. everything is from.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah. And uh, you went to IIT Delhi and then to IIM Ahmedabad, right?
1: Yes, yes. I I I I, I did my undergrad from uh, IIT Delhi in computer okay. science and then I uh, in Ahmedabad. And since awesome. then, as you mentioned, I've been in consulting and then in private.
0: Awesome. How was the experience, uh, you know, in the cult group of IIT IIM? Do you have any kind of experiences that you can share, like maybe one or two that, um, you know, can help? Uh, you know, about your kind of uh, education background that uh, you can share with us? Sure, I think uh...
1: It's not specifically about IIT, I would say, but like hostel right. is a great, uh, I would say level okay. up uh, in terms of okay. um, in your school, you might be like one of the best and, and uh, that's that's what you expect uh, you would always be. But when you reach a hostel right. and you see all kinds of people who who have done maybe lots more than what you have done and then, then in your first semester, you get mm-hmm. your marks, etc. And then you realize really right. you were kind of a big fish in a small pond uh so that's that's a that's a kind of great learning and and I, that that has stayed with me for for
0: a while so awesome awesome so in a decade long investment career you know i'm sure you've met a lot of interesting founders um can you recall maybe one or two of them and tell us what attracted you to be a part of their dreams
1: uh sure i'll uh, maybe give you one or two examples uh, in in a couple of places, i have not been uh, finally part of their dream uh, in the sense of not investing okay. with them for various reasons but I am still in touch with okay. them and uh, so, so, so one one example I would say is a company where I have invested, uh, this is a mm-hmm. apparel brand called Henry & Smith uh, the founders right. are husband wife duo, uh, Nikhil and Goresha, so mm-hmm. So what what I really liked about them is the years of research which they kind of went about. Uh, they, they are into the men's wear category, and for for two three years we have been kind of researching this category in terms of getting the fit right, what exactly is the uh, white space in the in the uh, in the field, uh, what are the consumers looking for really? So all of that they have done a lot of research. And that 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 okay. kind of uh, really attracted me towards this opportunity and 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 to the entrepreneurs really. Uh, a second thing about them is they, they using this they kind of found out a lot of uh, uh, insights into into the segment they are playing in, and that has helped them mm-hmm. a lot to grow very quickly. So that that those years of research they really kind of put uh, together and uh, use them in in their venture uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Having said that, they have been very innovative in the sense of uh, learning on the on the ground. So it's not like they did their research and and like they stuck to uh, that and and that's about it, whether it's working or not. They they were open-minded right. as they went, and uh, and that that's also the uh, the attractive part uh, of what I found in them as entrepreneurs. Uh, awesome. Can you remember, example? You? I wanted to sure, show. Sure. Uh, this is a company where i right. have not invested. Uh, this is a company okay. called Go Desi. Uh, the the entrepreneur okay, is... Vinay Kothari. What he's doing is basically saying that there are a lot of uh, lot of products which were earlier made in India, and now because of uh, the big uh, business coming in, they are not no, nowhere to be seen. So this mm-hmm. could be like a arm puppet, or this could be like a jackfruit bar, and things like that. So so they were pretty common, right. uh, but now they are not there. So, so he wants to. Build a brand around these products, and and there is an impact angle to it as as well in terms of helping a lot of farmers, helping a lot of micro entrepreneurs, and uh, right. So, so that that's also a, a great entrepreneur which who I've kind of interacted with, but finally I didn't manage to invest, but but both okay. the side I've been uh, in touch with, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So I want to understand, uh, you know, for all of our audience uh, very quickly, if you could share uh, about your stint, uh, you know, in private equity, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, Uh, just want to understand from you, what have you been doing? What kind of sectors have you been looking at? I know angel investing has been going on on the side, right? Um, But what's interesting uh, in your career in private equity so far? So private
1: equity, I've been investing more so in the infrastructure sector. So by infrastructure, I mean, power, roads, ports, airports. These are some of the heavy investments uh, which are required in infrastructure and where we have been helping companies do that. So, so that has been my core uh, area in terms of investing. There have been a couple mm-hmm. of other investments in other sectors, but, but like 90% of my investments have been in the infrastructure space. Now infrastructure, All right. infrastructure is a space where 20 years back also everybody would have said India infrastructure is needed today. Also, everybody will say India is needed, right? So that it's a, it's a a evergreen story, Uh, uh, but uh, there have been challenges in terms of regulatory decision-making and, and a lot of other things, but uh, those challenges have kind of hampered the sector as such, but uh, Mm -hmm. that doesn't take away the need and the requirement of the sector.
0: Right. Can Can you uh, share some uh, insights into these challenges? It's very interesting for us what you mentioned, right? Even like 10 years back, you we were still complaining about the same problem, although there has been change. But uh, I think a lot of us believe that the change has been pretty slow due to, uh, you know, bureaucratic issues or just... Um, you know uh, issues with respect to licensing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes. Um, so, so could you share some of those challenges and uh, where do you see your sector infrastructure going? And if you could throw also some light on the real estate market from here on. Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, the challenges uh, challenges have been there. Uh, there's a lot of private capital which came in the sector uh, maybe ten years uh, back. And uh, the the idea was there is a requirement and government is a kind of opening up in terms of uh, being open to private capital coming in. There is a concessioning framework which is in place where uh, everything needs to be, uh, will be guided by the concession, uh, concessions which you sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, things kind of uh, went a little bit downhill from there uh, because of, like really challenges which you face in India. For example, uh, when you're constructing a road, the concession says that 80% of the land which has to be acquired mm-hmm. will be acquired and given to you on the first day. Practically, okay. it does not happen. It's difficult to acquire land in India. The uh, Even right. after somebody gives up their land, they go to a court saying that this I was not given adequate compensation, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that leads to a lot of uh, challenges in terms of Having the ability of these private players to complete their projects in time. Okay. All of these infrastructure projects are very leveraged uh, in the sense there is like a three to one debt to equity ratio. So, if you, once you are under such a kind of capital structure, uh, the debt kind Uh of continues, the interest continues, and in any delay, basically, it's into your equity. So, like, really, those have been uh, the things which have uh, hampered the sector. I would say going forward, okay. uh, the intentions of all regulators and government and the government is there, uh, but they kind of need to put that into action uh, okay. in terms of how uh, the, the the challenges are the same; they, they have not changed. So, how they will be able to okay. cater to these challenges going forward? Got it. Got it.
0: And uh, just want to now move on to you know the next segment, which is about your passion for angel investing. Yes. Um, can you tell me, I mean, I'm very interested to know what got you into angel investing, first of all. Uh, I think it. Uh, I started investing in maybe
1: 2013. And overall, the idea was not to invest, I would say. The idea was okay. to work with a lot of early stage ventures. And uh, my my belief was that I can contribute uh, to these early stage ventures without like having any commercial angle in mind. And Mm -hmm. in turn, I I will learn a lot. So that's, uh, that I thought is closest to what I can do uh, from uh, not being an entrepreneur, closest to uh, what I can do is be with entrepreneurs and help them in whatever Mm -hmm. capacity I can. And and, uh, in turn, I I get to learn a lot. So it started really like that. I reached out to a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. Some of them responded. I started kind of talking to them and helping them out in various ways. Uh, This is how it started. And then somewhere down the line, uh, opportunities came across of for investing now i don't okay. have really any third party capital to invest so it was my personal money which i was investing so the ticket sizes were small but but i really liked what some of these entrepreneurs were doing and i thought like this is a, a real way of kind of uh, partnering with them uh, rather than kind of just doing something on the side and helping them and sure, sure. you sure. are able to spend time sometimes you're not so that level of commitment will only come if i start investing so that's that's how it started
0: all right and uh, what's the portfolio like right now uh, if you can throw some light on that yeah sure so um, i and uh, one of my friends from iit
1: we have uh, we started kind of discussing together and investing so we okay. have invested together in around uh, 16 ventures over the last okay. 7 years okay uh, okay we kind of uh, worked across sectors in the sense, we uh, approached various uh, entrepreneurs across sectors, but over a period okay. of time, we kind of narrowed it down to consumer uh, because that's where we thought we understood the sector better. And also we could help the companies more. So uh, more, more, than, okay. more than half our investments are in the consumer sector. And in the last few years, we've only done. Cons-
0: oh, awesome. And uh, are you also part of the angel networks? so you, I mean, what's the deal flow like for you? Do you get the deals? Uh, from these angel networks or do you invest only in markets that you understand or products or services that you or your friends or some people around you are using what's the thesis so initially uh, we did kind of uh,
1: join a few angel networks uh, but over a period of time we have kind of uh, developed our network and uh, the deals kind of come through majorly through that Uh, But what we really like is to kind of reach out to ventures and these days it is easy to kind of find out, for example, in consumer, newer brands being created. You can kind of research about Mm -hmm. them and you can identify them through various e-commerce sites, for example, through going in the market and finding out which products are coming. So that's what we really like to do. Um, But otherwise, also there is a network which kind of keeps feeding uh, companies. All right. Yeah.
0: Have you, have you uh, seen any exits so far?
1: Yeah. So we have exited uh, 25% of our portfolio. Some of them have been oh, partial right. exits, uh, yeah. but the earlier investments uh, we have all got opportunities to exit.
0: Okay. Can you name some of your portfolio companies, uh, you know, for all of us, especially in consumer, a lot of the audience would uh, probably be using or, uh, you know, consuming some of those products or services. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, um, uh, one of
1: our earlier investments was uh, Drum's Food which is this epigamia brand of yogurt.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: that is uh, uh, one of the investments which we did uh, uh, earlier. And then uh, there is Vahadam Teas, Hendrion Smith. Absolutely. Henry. Henry and Smith, I right. mentioned apparel company. Uh, there is a services company in the consumer space called MyUpChart.
0: Uh,
1: right, right, right.
0: Vernacular uh, med yeah, platform. Yeah,
1: yeah. Vernacular. Yes. And then T Halt uh, they, they are a QSR chain. They have around 50 stores in the NCR region. Uh, okay. So, so that that's one company. So these are some of the companies um, in in the
0: consumer space. Okay. And you've ent- entered most of them uh, in their seed rounds or you've entered uh, pre-series A, series A rounds as well? No, all of them we have
1: entered in the angel round basically, uh, which uh, okay. is being raised. So there would be a couple of uh, individuals who are investing. So we have done uh, it as part of that.
0: All right. So it's very clear that you have a, a, you know, specific uh, inclination towards consumer brands and your love for new age brands or direct to consumer companies is very evident in your portfolio. Um, I want to understand from you, uh, what are the opportunities you see there right now? Um, You know, five years back, there were a little different kind of opportunities, you know, very open blanket kind of uh, canvases that were, Uh, not tapped onto, for example, the yogurt segment, right? Um, Or, uh, you know, the juices segment, although there are a lot more also other opportunities. Yes. uh, But are there any specific opportunities that you are looking at right now? Or uh, you think entrepreneurs should go out there and uh, build those specific uh, products in those, um, you know, categories in new age brands?
1: yeah so brother so i think uh, you're right that maybe 5 years 7 years back uh, it, like it was open field in all all categories uh, but one category which uh, i found i find that still not a lot of entrepreneurs have kind of uh, thought about uh, is is like really the home segment which i say which is basically everything for from tiles to plywood to,
0: mm-hmm. to all,
1: all kinds of things which are which are required in home so there's a lot of right. ventures are there in some of the other consumer subsegments, but uh, home is a mm-hmm. new segment which is still untapped. Uh, and I, I would say there's, uh, for, for, for some reason as well, uh, uh, the brands as such, uh, the prevalence of mm-hmm. brands was lesser in this category till recently. Right. Uh, there's a lot right. of capital also, I think, uh, which could be required uh, in this category as compared to other sub, uh, sub-segments or within consumer. So that has been the right. reason, uh, but I think still there is a lot of opportunity in this space uh, and also the competition is less, at least in terms of the new age brand. So so that's that's one segment which I typically encourage uh, anyone who is starting out and kind of trying to figure out a segment, I, I encourage them mm-hmm. to look at this and, and see if
0: there is something which they can work on. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I, I completely agree with you that, uh, you know, home has been lagging behind. But, but, uh, you know, the argument to that a lot of founders and entrepreneurs and, you know, myself also, because I've researched that segment quite well, mm-hmm. uh, before I was starting out, yeah. is that uh, the imports make it extremely difficult to compete. And, you know, it's, uh, the repeats are low. Uh, and for them to be able to move the, you know the supply to be able to done directly to consumers, um, there are certain challenges with respect to right now, as in the market is not very mature. Um, what so, so I understand that there's a huge gap there, but as of now, as of today, in the direct-to-consumer space, um, what are the things that you would tell entrepreneurs to keep in mind before tapping onto a segment? For example, uh, one of the key things that um, somebody experienced in this segment would, uh, you know, tell uh, you know entrepreneurs out there is to look at something that has a high repeat value, right? So that your uh, cost of acquisition is, um, you know, uh, the, the LTV is high, the lifetime value of the customers are high, the cost of acquisition can be, uh, you know, repaid in back in maybe the second or the third transaction. Uh, are there any specific key points that you would tell entrepreneurs to keep in mind before they tap onto a segment in DTC?
1: Uh, sure. So I think uh, you, you, you're you right on uh, at least on the challenges part uh, with respect to home segment. Uh, but DTC, the concept of DTC really said that uh, you don't need to pay rent. And that's why you don't need to go to any of the, either the supermarkets or no, not open your stores and mm-hmm. not pay either the listing fee or or uh, the uh, the rent as such. But in a mm-hmm. sense, uh, can given the dependence that D2C companies have now on Facebook and Google, that is the kind of rent right. they are having having to pay. So I think one <laughs> one big uh, kind of learning for us, and, and that's a suggestion from my side to the entrepreneurs, is uh, we need to find a way to kind of uh, do, no, you can't do away with them, but uh, le- reduce mm-hmm. the dependence as much as uh, on them as possible. Uh, so, so that, that ahead, is really, so. so I, I'm not uh, too much into repeat customer or not or, or things like that because everything can work. Uh, it, it depends mm-hmm. on your price point. If you are able to kind of uh, get uh, get your uh, the acquisition cost back in the first transaction or not and and things like that. But really, the dependence on Facebook and mm-hmm. Google and also now all like really for D2C brands on Amazon is is very high. Right. And how what what is the possibility of kind of reducing that dependence is is a, is a question which
0: everybody needs to think right right and you are a believer of hybrid omni channel approach or, or are you a believer of um, reach a certain scale with only one channel probably online and then scale or does it depend on category to category so i
1: i am a believer of like really whatever works so for example one of my okay. investments which is epigamia is i hmm. i think there was no online play as we started it was only offline right. and only uh, or, or small part which is coming from uh, the big baskets of the world but otherwise, it was mostly mm-hmm. offline play, and really, that is how the customer discovered your product and your brand, uh, and and that the only kind of reach which you, you could think about in the uh, in the early days. Uh, and mm-hmm. then be, after that, you can once the customer has discovered you and your and you are able to kind of do a let's say television ad or something, then you would think, yeah, mm-hmm. the customer would say, okay, I can buy it through Big bus so, but, so, so what, what I'm saying is I'm okay. I am okay either ways whether it's online or whether it's offline or it's hybrid really, it Sorry, whatever the, works the, yeah whatever works what needs to work
0: and whatever the skills of the skill set of the leadership can really drive that's also true
1: that's also true but I like if a, if a epigamia wants an offline thing you have mm-hmm. to have an offline thing it's like, like mm-hmm. in my mind is difficult to do it only online uh, right. a small, very small segment so so the leadership needs to kind of
0: get attuned uh, to offline if they are not correct correct yeah. correct 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 it. Got it. and um are there any tips that you can share with entrepreneurs and promoters uh when they're trying to raise angel money or venture capital I mean there are lots of tips but let's say the top three that come to your mind okay
1: uh, so I would say Bharat, you uh Entrepreneurs, I believe, is a is a community really at least in in India, which I would say are the brightest. Uh, so there's not too much uh, tips really uh, which I need to give them. Um, <laughs> a couple of things which okay. I would say is that uh, don't build like really the company or the product, uh, keeping the funding in mind. Uh, it's like somebody mm-hmm. told me, like capital, just consider capital as a raw material. So. For, right. Right, So for your raw material, you're not thinking that okay I need to based on the raw material you're not selecting the product right So so, right. so that ways again capital is just a, is a raw material. so you don't have to kind right. of put in that sense the horsesel for the car. Uh, funding will happen or will not happen or, or whatever it will it will take take its own time. but really what you have need to focus on is the product and the and the company and what, what consumer for example insight you have and and that's how you need to right. uh, build the product second i would say is that the uh, like uh, an entrepreneur needs to have like a 10 year vision as well as uh, something which he, he or she wants to get done in the next 6 or 12 months so right. so so for having that 10 year vision you need to have like a really a big target market and a big target customer and True. for having the the 6 or 12 month target uh, 6 or 12 month uh, uh, thing in your mind that needs to be like a very specific like within this my whole category where, where will i specifically go to or which particular city i will go to etc uh, and you need to have both the things in uh, in your mind and you need to communicate both the things uh, uh, to the investor or to or to your to a potential investor because both the okay. things are are, are are is what the investor is looking for uh, kind of focusing on one or the other uh, leads to a challenge in terms right, of how right. uh, investor might perceive you. Right. So that's it. And I, I think the third one is a simpler one is uh, don't be greedy too much, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because okay. they, 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 a, there are benchmarks in terms of where deals have happened. And that's like a trigger in everyone's mind about where my company should be valued. But the, those benchmarks or, the, or those ranges are pretty huge, right? And uh, an entrepreneur always thinks obviously that I should be valued at the highest of those ranges, right? So it could be a multiple to sale mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And the investor right. would think uh, uh, on the on the other end of the spectrum. But I, I would say uh, it's, it's true for investors as well, but definitely for entrepreneurs, that let's like, not be too greedy. Uh, you should be okay with uh, where the market is today
0: or, or what are the real, uh, real options you have in front of you. Right, 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 right. Awesome. So you're saying that uh, very simple points, but extremely valuable points for all of our listeners. Just to sum those up, uh, you know, the first uh, point you mentioned um, is is basically uh, around not being too greedy. So that's the third point, not in that order. Um, But knowing uh, what's the value. The second one is the market, the vision, uh, the understanding, uh, you know, through consumer insights, through your own belief or other signaling factors that the market would give you to have a much longer vision and also a short-term execution plan, um, you know, that the entrepreneur should have right? And uh, the first one, and for me, which is the most important one, is that to be able to have a business without external capital in mind, and those are the ones Uh, those are the businesses that are able to raise venture capital or external funding the quickest because they have a plan, uh, you know, without external capital, and they're able to extend their runways, they're able to go out and capture, um, you know, some sense of of the market. And uh, because they plan without external capital, they're also able to uh, communicate that belief in the product and the market um, and the service that they're providing to the investors correct? Yes, yes definitely. You awesome. Captured it awesome. awesome. Great. So, um, are these tips any different when entrepreneurs and promoters uh, at a different stage and scale of the companies talk to private equity investors or do these points remain the same? So, I would say uh, um, maybe a couple of them are the same and,
1: and maybe a couple of them are different. Uh, so, so for example, capital still remains a raw material. Uh, okay. In fact, uh, and as you go towards private equity, you have many more options because you can take debt, banks are more open to you to you, and a lot of other options kind of open up for you. So, but, but still, again, the capital is a raw material. So you don't have to kind of build your company for a private equity. So, okay. so, so that remains the same. Uh, but what I would say is uh, when dealing with private equity, uh, you have a lot in terms of documentation and, and uh, an agreement. So that mm-hmm. becomes very much more important. Okay. Um, because, uh, see, you, you in the initial stage, really, uh, what angels or, or even VCs, they are betting really on the entrepreneur and whether this will work or not. But when you're talking to private equity, the company is already at a particular stage and right. the entrepreneur uh, wants to drive it in a particular way. Now, if there is no alignment with the private equity, uh, then there could be clashes in terms of as you go down the line.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the private equity has a different mindset in terms of how the company should move forward and the entrepreneur will have a different mindset. And then given this agreement uh, coming in, into picture, the private equity would have a set of rights. They would want to kind of uh, say like, really, uh, this, is, this is not what we agreed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of those things will come in. So uh, alignment just in terms of the direction of the company, that right. is very critical. So, right. so that you should look for whoever, whichever individual or whoever comp, uh, the private equity firm you're partnering with, what is their feed? What is the market feedback in terms of uh, this particular person or, or company, how open they are to things, how, whether they will kind of go towards the spirit of the agreement or really they will go to the letter of the agreement.
0: Sure. 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 So, so sure. That,
1: that, that, becomes very uh, critical in terms of, I would say private equity, uh. Uh, I I would say this is this is the
0: this is the thing which is different from maybe got it. So the alignment has to be you know far more thought through in private yeah. equity yeah. than in venture capital. Although yeah. uh, it's very important uh, in venture capital also, but the degree is far more greater because the scale is different. Uh, there's already a lot that has been done by the promoters, um, and and they're also far more cautious. Uh, I would say. Yeah. Yeah
1: definitely yes. got
0: it correct so i want to jump on to our last segment which is uh, mostly around what's happening right now um, yeah. you know india is coming off a record deal making year in 2019 mm. with 45 billion dollar in investments um what do you think will be the impact of covid-19 on the overall deal uh, you know flow in the next 18 months well, okay I, I i think there will be
1: a, a there will be a significant impact uh, because not just for venture investing the risk perception for all kinds of investing will change mm-hmm. uh, whether it is real estate whether it is public markets so all kinds of in- uh, the, the risk perception changes and what that means is people demanding more returns for the for the same risk you're taking or or you are just being risk averse. Okay. so so that leads to lesser capital being invested and, and things like that right now, venture capital itself, as such, is a is a high risk category, uh, so to say. So, there will definitely, I would say, uh, be an impact in terms of uh, how much money uh, really is going into the into the segment.
0: Got it. Got it. Got it. So, you're saying that the impact will be significant. Uh, how much will it be is, is unknown right now. Is yeah. How
1: much, how much will it be is unknown, and it's uh, I I am literally not um, in a position to. Kind of sure. put a number to it, but in sure. my mind there will be uh, there will be impact. Uh, I sure. I I always feel though that uh, good ventures eventually get capital or find capital. Uh, right. For them, it could be matter of taking a few more months to get to that capital. Uh, but uh, yeah, th- but, but that 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 impact will be seen by all kinds of ventures.
0: Awesome. I think uh, I think we can not deny uh, the fact that it's going to be tough uh, for raising capital for entrepreneurs. Uh, and as you said, right, they're all interconnected. All markets are interconnected. Um, so real estate and debt and all of these markets will, uh, you know, be more risk averse or, uh, you know, demand higher returns for the same yeah. risk. Um uh, so to the last question that I have for you is, uh, you know, if we have anything to learn from the history of pandemics, uh, mm. you know, over the centuries, then we know that there is opportunity after chaos um, and fundamental shifts in consumer behavior lead to creation of several new markets. And hence there are going to be a lot of different kinds of opportunities. Yeah. Um, uh, do you see any opportunities, uh, you know, po- in a post COVID world that would immediately be needed in probably your sector Um, you know, can you foresee some uh, industries, you know, kind of uh, either going through a highly rapid growth uh, in the next couple of quarters or new emergence of new, you know, sectors and markets altogether? Yeah. So, so
1: so in my mind, I think uh, any kind of uh, any kind of like really a a pandemic or, or what kind of crisis which which it leads to two things. One is how the uh, consumer mindset or consumer behavior is changing. And that leads to a few sub-segments uh, to answer your direct uh, question directly. Now, for <laughs> example, like it could be something related now to home care or personal care, given all the sanitation and the hygiene uh, things to, which are top of mind. Or, right. or things like whether people will start avoiding... Public travel more, or or just in case, just mm-hmm. travel more as such, and which could lead to opportunities mm-hmm. of consumer services which are more delivery based, right? That right. could be related to beauty or, or, or things like that. So so that's right. more related to the consumer uh, behavior change uh, that right. will come across uh, once once kind of this ends. But uh, my, right. in my mind, the most significant thing uh, is the behavior in uh, behavioral change in the rest of the market. So, for example now as I said lesser money is available which is chasing ventures right mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's is, there is temporarily lower number of entrepreneurs who will really come out uh, venture out so, so right. are, right. the next couple of years so what what allow, what that allows is for people who are still venturing out or who's, who who already have ventures they have much many more opportunities in terms of what they can tap what kind of mm-hmm. talent is available, uh, what kind of compensation <laughs> levels are there? So all of those things kind of open up for people who either have ventured out or, or or are now willing to do that, right? So so that is a more significant change which I see uh, because uh, because definitely there will be risk aversion also in terms of the entrepreneurs. So, so there will be lesser number of people who are coming out. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, sure. it's a question of funding as well, but but otherwise as well. So right. so, so that right. leads to the opportunities uh, in my mind rather than uh, more of the consumer
0: change. Got it. Got it. So you're saying that um, people who would build enterprises would do it in a different way, or there would be lesser people doing that. And because of all of the change in consumer behavior, the real change is going to come when the enterprises take action, or the lack of action, so to speak. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Got it. Awesome. So it's been a fantastic discussion. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Lots of great pointers are uh, going to be very useful for all of our audience and i uh, oh, i hope you enjoyed the discussion as much as i did it uh, it was very
1: good in fact uh, when you mentioned about uh, the idea of the podcast and, and what you're doing i thought it was uh, pretty good in terms of people uh, are able to listen through these podcasts uh, various various uh, various views but also there is a positive angle to it it's not just doom 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 it's it's about the right. opportunity right. uh, and and like, like looking forward rather than um, being yes. in the present and thinking all the negative about all, all yes. the negativity around. So, so that's a that's a great initiative for that.
0: Thank you so much. And that's exactly the goal to spread positivity, to let uh you know people believe that there is a lot to do right now and also just this is the time when I can catch people like you and <laughs> 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 get you on a call with me.
1: Likewise, yeah, likewise. <laughs> you you are, awesome. yeah, yeah now otherwise otherwise you won't.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Perfect. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much for your Thanks time. Thank you so much, work. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Pleasure. Bye. I had a blast talking to Ashutosh Agarwal. Lots of great pointers there that you can apply for your businesses as well. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. Not to forget, it's always lovely to have your feedback. I will catch you in the next episode. Till then, stay safe and keep hustling.